Welcome back to episode 20 of Airport Adjacent. I'm Coach Cal, and Airport Adjacent is a podcast for small business owners and salespeople, giving them tips on how to make more money tomorrow than you are currently making today. I wanted to touch base with you for a minute about some objection handling process that I've used for years that I was reminded of this morning as I was putting together some material for a upcoming workshop that I'm doing. And this is what I'm, something I learned actually when I was 19 selling insurance in Texas, and I've carried it through everywhere I've gone. Now, the reason why I wanted to talk to you about this is because whether you're a salesperson or a business owner that does sales or whatever, a big part of every sales process is when the customer gives you objections as to why they can't, won't, or shouldn't participate in your product or service. Now, the the problem that most people have when they start fighting these objections and doing what are called objection rebuttals is they start to immediately fight what was given to them okay in every sales process the prospect is going to give you one of two answers the right answer or the answer they believe you don't have a solution for that's it it's one of those two things it's very literal times anything else so When you are engaged in the sales process and you start to go through and someone says something like, well, I really can't afford to do anything like this, but I appreciate your time and they use that to tell you no. What most salespeople will do is immediately start to fight the money objection. And while that's not necessarily the wrong thing to do, that might not be the true objection. Someone believing that under that premise of either the right answer, which is they truly don't have the money, or that they believe you can't overcome them being broke, you are getting that answer for one of those two reasons, right? So this process allows you to basically ask back again that that is in fact the real objection and then solve what the real objection is or what they end up passing it to. Now this is a little hard to follow if it's just one person doing it or you're not reading it, but I'll do my best for you here. Now, if you're engaged in the process and someone says something like, I just can't afford your service, but thank you. And this is their way of dismissing you. The very first step in this, and this is that part where you grab a pen and pause this if you need to, the very first part in this process is repeating their objection back to them as a question. Okay? So if someone says, I really can't afford this, or I really can't do anything like this for budget reasons, things like that, I want you to repeat it back to them as a question. Okay, so we can't do anything today because there's no budget for you to be able to use to do this. Okay, we can't do anything today because this is something you can't afford. Simply going through that one process there, you're going to have one of two outcomes. They're either going to do a confirmation, which is yes, the thing I just said to you that you just repeated back to me as a question is in fact true, and I'm going to say it again, that's exactly right, I don't have any budget to do something like this. That would now be the third time that the objection was confirmed. They said it. You asked for clarity. They re-clarified. That is a true objection. What you're going to find the other option is that happens the other half the time is they're going to say, well, I don't really have any money, so we can't do anything like this. You're going to follow step one and repeat the question, repeat it back to them as a question. So we can't do anything because you don't have the budget to do something like this. And what's probably going to happen is they're going to change their answer. They're going to pivot away from that objection and they're going to introduce a new one. And they're going to say, well, we've tried things like this in the past and it's never worked out. Now, what you've just done by repeating that objection back as a question is you've moved past the money objection. 
That's no longer the true objection. Now you're getting to the next piece. So you're going to continue the process. When they introduce a new objection, you're going to repeat that objection back to them as a question. Okay, so you've done things like this in the past and it hasn't worked. And again, one of two things are going to happen. They're going to confirm it. Yes, the thing I just said to you that you repeated back to me is true and here's why. Okay, and when you do that, you're going to get that confirmation of an objection. But what typically happens is people will pivot two or three times. So you get the, we really can't afford to do anything. Okay, so we can't do anything together because this is out of the budget. Well, we've tried things like this in the past and it just really hasn't worked. Okay, so you've worked with companies like ours before and it hasn't worked. Well, back in 2015, we tried this thing and uh, it didn't work because there was no one here internally to be able to manage it. So there's no one internally to manage a project like this. Yeah, that's exactly right. We can't do something like that, right? You'll chase and accidentally solve two or three objections just by repeating the objection back to them as a question. You'll land on the one that's finally confirmed, and that's where you're going to stop and dig in. I know this may sound like a slightly more laborious process, but it's a lot better than fighting an objection that truly doesn't need to be fought. By not doing this and someone says, well, we can't afford to do it, now you immediately go in and start to fight the money. This person very well may have the money, so all that breath and energy that you put into solving for that objection through a rebuttal, you do superfluously. Okay, So by doing this, you're able to chase down the correct objection, solve that correct objection, and then move back into your sales process. This is something I've used for years that works very well. So quite simply, repeat the objection back to them as a question. Look for a confirmation or a pivot. If you get a confirmation, solve the objection. If you get a pivot, repeat the process. And that's it. That's how you solve it. Now, the only other piece of this that I want to add, because I think it does make a component of this a little... Uh, better is some of the things that you're going to get all the time from a, well, I'm not interested standpoint or a send me an email. Those are true objections that you're going to need to find ways to solve for without saying, okay, so you're not interested in the service. Yes, we're not interested. That's not the right time to do this. It's when you're getting an excuse or an objection, not just a straight up no. Okay. Now this works because of the principle of people not wanting to be caught in a lie. Now, I jokingly refer to, and this is a, a slightly older reference now, but I've been talking about this for a very long time now, the second Austin Powers movie. Now, if you ever saw this movie, this is the one with Heather Graham, and there's a particular scene in the movie where Will Ferrell makes a cameo. And in this particular scene, Will Ferrell's in a headlock, and his particular character's quip, or the thing that makes his character fit into this Austin Powers world, is that he can't lie about a question three times in a row, okay? So what he does is he's asked, where's Dr. Evil's lab? I'll never tell you. Where's Dr. Evil's lab? I'll go to the grave with that secret. Where's his lab? Damn. And he gives up the secret. And he does this every single time. And he basically goes on to explain to Austin Powers and Heather Graham that this is his weakness, that he can't stand to be asked the same question over and over again. And just like all comedy, comedy is 50% truth, 50%, you know, the funny part. And so this is an actual psychological trick that you can play on in the sales process. No one wants to be caught in a lie. No one wants to be uh, found out. And simply repeating that objection back to them as a question is enough for them to think, oh, no, have I? been caught? Do they know I have the money for this? I should change to something that's less catchable. So this is going to stop someone from giving you the answers they think you can't answer. And it's going to put you in a situation where you can start to benefit from getting the right answers in the sales call.
I hope this was helpful. Use this on your calls. Let me know if it's helpful to you. I'm always looking for callers into the show. Anyone who wants to ask questions or wants a specific thing talked about, just send me a text, 704-448-0490, and I'd be happy to tell you a little more.